Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Unlearned. I'm Kat. And I'm Misha. And we're into the new year. It's 2017. I uh, feel so much lighter. Too, <laughs> too so much more energized. <laughs> My life has completely transformed. I'm kidding. New year, same me. Um, Let me tell you, it's not the same me. <laughs> I'm sitting here drinking wine, recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About 50 pounds lighter. <laughs> looking flawless. I hope that doesn't make any of you feel bad about yourselves because I have hit all my marks. <laughs> Fulfilled all my resolutions. Destroyed those resolutions. <laughs> I Killed slayed, it. literally. <laughs> uh, so, um, as many of you probably watched... Obama did his final farewell speech in Chicago last Tuesday. Where we are. Yes, where we are. (laughs) Where we are recording from. Uh, And that's going to start our first segment this week in politics. So if me and Misha actually watched it together with our booze, and we were basically, by the end, emotional hot messes. We were such hot messes. We were just like sobbing, holding hands, like trying to get each other through it. We were like, can't. This is literally we what can't. we did. I, we were like snuggled up with like our booze on one side, and the other side was just holding hands, crying. Like, <laughs> the symbolism. The symbolism of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, so I don't, I mean, maybe some of you guys are excited that Obama's leaving. If so, you're listening to the wrong show because this is a pro Obama show. You know, it's about pluralism. They need to hear people and opinions other than their own. You know yes, what I mean? that's true. So it's great that you're listening to this show. That's true. <laughs> listen, listen, I didn't listen. mean to come for you like that. I'm sorry, listener. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, and then I also, what was your favorite moment from that? I'm going to get this one moment out of the way so I can actually talk about the substance of the talk. Yes. This is the moment that had me in tears when he was like, Michelle, you were not only my wife for 25 years, you're my best friend. Oh, my God. I was just like, tears. (laughs) I couldn't even Uh, speak. It was just tears. Yes. At that point, we were full into the sobs. Uh, That was also my favorite part. And then, oh, God. And then he started tearing up. He, he wiped his face his with a so handkerchief. Much. How old school. He lost Michelle so much. And it's just like, okay, so one thing that I'm so happy that they brought to the presidency is just this beautiful image of black love. Like, Listen. you don't see that. You don't see that many places because, like, often the narrative is that a black man knocks up a black woman and then leaves or goes to jail. Like, that's what you see in the media. Um, but they if were just, Obama went to jail, it was because he was protesting. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably why. But I don't think anyone would ever arrest President Obama. Um, well, I mean, afterward, after having a presidency, <laughs> maybe before, maybe when he was Barry on the block, but like, uh, not not now. Could you uh, imagine? <laughs> like Obama arrested in Oklahoma because they didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I definitely agree. That was like this. Very beautiful, very touching moment. Um, and his speech covered a lot. 
Yeah, it 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 was like all over the place in a good way. Um, I I would say one of my favorite parts about his speech is when he basically said that we ha- in order to make our democracy work, we have to believe that people who are different from us are just as American as we are. Mm-hmm. They have just as good as intentions as we are. They have the same wants as need and needs as we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that often we see people who disagree with us as enemies so much yes. that we can't even get to a place of sitting at the table with them. And I think that he did a really great job of just calling out how much of an echo chamber our culture has been. You know, mm-hmm. when we retreat into so the, our bubbles and we're not talking to one another and, you know, we ha- are in these social bubbles and these intellectual bubbles and, and we're also in these like socioeconomic bubbles. And so I just think that was a really great theme throughout the talk, how we have continuously siloed ourselves off mm-hmm. and it's making democracy hard. And I think that's one of the reasons why somebody like a Trump, yeah, <laughs> and like just snatch it away. I mean, yeah. he did a lot of manipulative work to mm-hmm. get into where he is. Evil genius. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm, that to me felt like an amazing thing for him to point out. Mm-hmm. I think one one thing that I really like that he pointed out with so much rampant Islamophobia. I just really like that he just like took a second and just like. Just because there are a couple extremists who are Muslim doesn't doesn't mean they represent Islam. And I was like, thank you, <laughs> because I just I this entire narrative of that like comes from almost every direction in this in this country. Like regardless of race, a lot of the times, like you'll hear black people, white people, um, Latino people. Speak derog- like speak in a derogatory way about Islam and about people who are Muslim. It's just like, yo, can we just the like 1.2 billion people can't yeah. all be bad? Yeah, <laughs> like let like 1.2 billion people were coming for you, we would not have an earth. Right, the the earth would have exploded. <laughs> it's just like just because 0.0000000001 percent of that 1.2 billion population is. You, fucked up don't come for the entire religion because if we were we can come for christianity because i can point out all of his flaws and just like remember i I just like that he's just like hey remember muslims are your friends they're not your enemies yo he also called out people who were like america's post-racial oh my god that man (laughs) if i could have fainted and come back to life that would have been the moment that would have been the moment like yes obama yes what okay then i bet people were like oh my god he's right (laughs) we aren't we we aren't post-racial (laughs) post-racial yeah i was like preach they need to know make it explicit Um, and then the final moment where he just kind of like tied it all back together by finishing his speech with "Yes, we can." I, I did not see that coming for some reason, yeah, right? but I was like, "Oh my god!" Like just standing like, up, applauding. Is this the like, first time I heard this phrase. Right? <laughs> this is amazing. It was. I was like, "Ooh, smooth, Obama." Listen, he just tied it all together. That man. <laughs> I mean, he could do, he, he has done wrong. Yeah. But he could do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> he glided across the floor. He just, whew. Obama. 
I'm yeah. talking about Barack and Michelle. Yes. Oh, this is funny, though. Everybody was like, where's Sasha? Where's Sasha? <laughs> I looked this up. You know where she was? I'm studying. Taking a science test. Mm. She had to study for a science test. That is mm. the parenting right there. That's good. <laughs> he said, he said, I mean, oh, uh, Sasha, I know I have to give a farewell address, but uh, you got to make a name. You know, incredible parenting. I've really been practicing my Obama impression, in case you haven't noticed. They've gotten much better since yesterday. <laughs> Did it? Thank you. Yeah. I was hoping that she was at home preparing for her 2040 run, but you know. Listen, no. <laughs> it was like, what is a? I was trying to think of something in a in a cell, you know, like. And then I was like, no, nah, mi- mitochondria. Mitochondria. What's a mitochondria? <laughs> it's where energy's produced. I know <laughs> because it's the only thing I learned. <laughs> Okay, well... Shout out to you, Sasha Strong woman. <laughs> you didn't let a man tell you where to be, where to go. Okay? You said, I'm, I'm worried about my education, my career. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I can't. I can't. Okay, that brings us to our main segment, uh, where we're going to talk about how you can't win if you're a woman. You cannot win. There's just no right way to be a woman. And I'm not even saying cisgender women. I'm talking all women. Yes. You got me? Yes. You can't win. I haven't won yet. Have you won? I <laughs> I only got 28 years under my belt, so I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. When I graduated before. Yale, I thought I had won. Mm. And the day after, I figured out I had, that was just an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Mm. yeah that's interesting college doesn't prepare you for the workplace or the real world Mm -mm. and the workplace like you can be in college i got so much confidence i learned how to be assertive i learned how to be present and make my presence known and i came out of college with so much confidence and i went into the workplace and they're like you're too assertive aka you're a bossy bitch punch in the face yes (laughs) like um being criticized for being assertive became very much my reality and and I've had some I have had some female bosses be jealous of mm. of like just be older like older women jealous of me yeah. and the <laughs> way that like I can get people to listen and my my presence and my energy mm. and like I had one boss who would just just like talk shit about me mm. and i was just like you're all levels of unprofessional i'm not trying to bring her down as a woman i'm just saying how she treated me was yeah. undeserved yeah. okay you can, you can <laughs> i was like this is like, empower women woman, but you were a terrible boss yes you were a terrible colleague mm. it ain't exclusive <laughs> like i respect your womanhood but that was real messed up. Well, do you think women should help women in the workplace? Or is it every man or woman, sister, trans for themselves? I think it's very complex. Non-gender and I think it, I think that, so, oh, let's unpack it. Um, I was at this session recently and 
it was comprised of all women of a lot of different age, you know, a lot of different age groups, a lot of different people from, you know, different racial backgrounds, different religious backgrounds. And the question I asked was, how do you exist in a space with other women without being competitive? Because I feel like we're taught that, you know, there can only be one powerful woman in a the room. There can't be like five of you. Mm-hmm. So you have to compete to be the one that's best. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe that's where some of the hate from your colleague was coming from. But the question I asked, you know, I said, I just, luckily I work at a place where I don't feel like that's the case. I don't feel like people are constantly competing, but how do you enter into a lot of workspaces where there are people, women who are pushing other women down in order to get certain positions or certain prestige. And there were two older black women there who just continually blew my mind. I was just like, Oh my God, I wish I could be your best friend. (laughs) And, um, one of the women said, the first thing I think you have to do is question the hierarchy mm-hmm. and like question the patriarchy. Yes. <laughs> and she said, what is making you so competitive? What you have to question what above you is so much better than your current position. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first step. And why do you have to compete with another woman in order to get to that level? Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me was just like, whoa, why am I trying to become the president of my company? Can I answer this question? You know what I mean? But secondly, it called, it caused me to pause and just think if we're constantly in competition with other women, we're limiting our, for one, we're like limiting the other women we can pull behind us to bring up as, you know, bring up as well. But also we're hurting other women supporting us. Yes. And we're in yeah. the workplace, other women supporting us when we're trying to make valid claims in the meeting rooms. So I do think, you know, if personally another woman's coming for you, I think that's a different thing. But I think it's for me, my default is to always support women in the workplace because I have seen continually how their opinions are shut down. Even and the man can say the same thing right after and get credit for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it is very important no matter if somebody is a transgender woman or a cisgender woman to support them and try to push them up. And if they got a beef with me, I'm going to be like, we got to sit down because if we got a competition, I'm going to win. Yeah. (laughs) And, I don't want that to be the case. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So what about women who choose not to pursue a career? What if they want to like be a housewife or stay at home mom? This is where I think it comes back down to the women can never win. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up with a mom who told me to reach for the stars as a woman and that I could do anything I wanted to do. I think what she meant by that is become a lawyer or a doctor. (laughs) I I don't think she meant to become a housewife Mm -hmm. or to become a stay at home mom. And I think that for me being a womanist means saying, if that is how you choose to live a fruitful and fulfilling life, Mm -hmm. I think that's admirable. Definitely. But I think that some people see that as a step backwards mm-hmm. as you're doing wrong to the, to a cause for women, you know, right. you're not helping us to progress. You're not helping us to get into like executive seats. You're not helping us do all these things that we fought so long to, to fight for. And so for me, it's just a matter of saying, look, I believe that being a feminist and fighting for women's rights 
means that I fight for a woman to choose to do anything she wants to do. Right. And if that means she wants to stay at home and raise children, if that means she wants to stay at home and not raise children and drink wine all day, (laughs) hey, I fought for your right to do that and not be criticized for it. Right. What do you think? Uh, I 100% agree. And it's kind of like what we said in uh, a very early episode, our second episode about feminism and just kind of letting ladies live their lives as Mm -hmm. they want to because (laughs) they like, okay, (laughs) living their life how they want to Mm -hmm. um, because it's really just the entire concept of feminism is to not control women Mm -hmm. and to like let women have free thoughts and free opinions and do what they want with their lives. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, no, I hate when I see people criticized for wanting to stay at home with their family. Like it's not every woman's dream to pursue a career. Yeah. It's, and it doesn't have to be. And not every woman needs, it's not every woman's desire to climb the corporate ladder. Like, Maybe she likes being a bank teller. Maybe she doesn't want to be a bank manager. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot, like I don't know why people aren't ever satisfied mm-hmm. with other people, like with other people not living up to their expectations mm-hmm. of what women, like I would love if women ran this world. Yeah. I would love if we had a female president in office. Oh, too soon. <laughs> I would I would <laughs> love if more women were in Congress and represented our population. I like I wish that fe- the female population was more adequately represented. Mm-hmm. Um well in general, I just think it's very hard for <coughs> for many human beings to be like, "Oh, this person lives a totally opposite life from me and they can still exist." You know, I feel like yeah. most most not most, but many people want everybody to come to their side. Right. And I think this is, you know, when you look at how to be a great mother, that question, what does it mean to be a good mother? There is no answer to that question. Mm -hmm. There are 5 million articles on like (laughs) using cloth diapers versus disposable diapers, you know, and there are people on both sides who are like, you're a terrible mom. If you do it either way, (laughs) I feel like that is just one segment of motherhood Mm -hmm. that is very representative of how women are treated all the time. You know, there's no place you can be on the spectrum as a woman career wise, sexuality wise, any, any way and not be criticized by the other side by being a terrible woman you know what i mean if you show too much skin you're a slut if you if you cover up you're oppressed yeah it's like (laughs) why can't we just believe that the other people want to live the their lives the way they want to live their lives right and unless they ask us, I'm oppressed, I need help, Right? we let them live, you know? Because exactly. if somebody was like, I've been wearing turtlenecks for 40 years because Jimmy John won't let me wear, you know, <laughs> turtleneck, you mean, you know, like a, a, a tank top, I would be like, whoa, we need to have a conversation, yeah. you know? But I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm so tired of, one, women having to compete in order to define what it means to be the perfect woman right. or what it means to be a woman and having to compete in what it means to be a good like executive or be mm-hmm. a good colleague or be a good any number of things right and i don't i it, most of the time i feel like we've said i just can't win 
Right. And it's just like we're kind of in a crazy place because we're in our late 20s and we are like I'm getting I've been married for two years the only question I get when are you having kids when are you having kids and like my only answer is when are you gonna well my answer is a question which is when are you gonna stop asking asking about what's happening inside my uterus like <laughs> I just I, just don't I don't really want children it's just like I don't I don't really need to answer that like that's such <clears throat> a ridiculous and personal and mm-hmm. like gross question to ask a woman because you don't know if she's struggling for fertility yeah. issues and you you don't like a lot of women just don't mm-hmm. want children and that's totally cool but i feel like there's such a stigma for mm-hmm. women who say that they don't want kids and it's just like they're little grubby stinky terrible monsters i want kids yeah but i know that they're gonna be grubby stinky little terrible monsters you so gotta be realistic they'll bring joy into my life sure but like I've always wanted a family and if you've never, if like you don't want to have kids or adopt kids or do whatever, like if you don't want to raise kids, yo, like have fun traveling. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be like kind of stuck for 18 smooth years. Yo, I'm not going to look at it that way. I'm going to love my children and they're going to be super cool and amazing. I could teach them to like, I could take them to their first protest and teach them how to be <laughs> like get in the stroller question everything time to go protest oppression yeah (laughs) let me ask you this question because i think that for a good portion of my life being a woman who is like no i disagree with that (laughs) blank blah 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 people are like "Mm, you're a little masculine (sighs) you know how what i really want to talk about how has your personality Mm -hmm. been interpreted yeah and how have you navigated socially based off of what people are telling you uh people often use the words dominating mm-hmm. with <laughs> to describe me um intense is another word they often mm-hmm. use to describe me i i know that like I have, I can have some, for someone who so outwardly appears feminine, like I have a lot of masculine traits and I'm totally, I'm totally cool with that. Like I rather, I rather be assertive or dominating than be walked over and not mm-hmm. hurt, have my voice heard. And, and we mean quote masculine yeah. traits. Yeah. Yeah. For people listening. I get what cat means, but don't, <laughs> don't come for cat. Can I, I, cause I know y'all gonna be tweeting stuff. <laughs> Go ahead, cat. Um, but just like I, I'm, I rather, I rather you hate me. I rather you call me a bitch Mm -hmm. and I speak, I speak my truth and I have my voice Mm -hmm. heard and you know exactly how I feel. Um, then to sit and be quiet and be Mm -hmm. angry like to myself and like stay in my own little bubble until like I explode. You know, it took me so long to accept how I am as a person because I think that we are similar in that way, but I don't want to admit it often. You know, growing up, I was always the girl who was like, I want to be a boy because boys are able to do this. They're able to do this and I can't do it because I'm a girl. And I think that what I noticed at a very young age is that women were constantly taught and girls were constantly taught that they had to be quiet, that right. they were not strong, that their personality was like a nurturing personality. And Personally, I think that I'm very fun and easygoing. But in work, I if we're in a meeting, I don't care about your children, right? Like, <laughs> you know, so I think I come off as very 
like logical and not nurturing at all. (laughs) And part of that comes from the fact where I'm like, I honestly, I just, unless we're having lunch, I don't care. (laughs) You know? And that has been a very interesting, that has been a very interesting dynamic for me to work with because for me, I see it as normal. You know, I'm just like, yeah, of course I care, but not in the confines of like this particular setting. Right. And I think that that is taken like that quote coldness Mm -hmm. is taken to be a very quote masculine (laughs) way of working in the you know in and i think people are often taken aback by that because personally i'm not that way at all that has been that has been something that's very interesting to me because i don't think i would ever question it if i was a man i would be like yes i'm assertive Yes, I don't care about this question. Like when I first met you and you walked up to me and you were literally like, we're going to be friends. I was like, I like this woman. (laughs) She speaks her mind. She knows what she means. You know, (laughs) I loved it. But I just, I don't think that many people expect women to be that way or they're taken aback when a woman's that way. I also read this Harvard Business Review article that talked about evaluations that women receive mm-hmm. and talked about um, how women are perceived as being competent. And for men, if you were confident, you were automatically perceived as being competent. Mm. If you were a woman, it didn't necessarily have to do with your, your confidence or your competence at all. You had to be warm and also be confident in order to be perceived as a competent person and that is so interesting to me because i'm like i don't want to be warm (laughs) i don't care you know give like i've turned in my thing on time it's great even if i don't ask you about your day i care about you as a human being and it caused me to it caused me to question whoa am i how am i being perceived in the workplace because in my meeting i mean business do you know what i mean right i just went on a rant with a rant (laughs) but it was all valuable (laughs) yeah and i'm comfortable taking up space yes and since you said that i think that we should do a new segment um every so often we're gonna revisit our goals our goals Goals. for 2017 um and the segment is called slay Slay or nay nay. (laughs) (laughs) which we're basically just going to talk about whether we are slaying our goals or nay so (laughs) (laughs) so misha how are you you just mentioned taking up space Mm -hmm. you had a injure you had to end it with Oh, I I went on a rant, but I ran with a rant. Like you were trying to catch yourself there. Yeah. So how's how's taking up your space? Look, that's the only time I've slayed a goal since <laughs> the new year. Okay. Yes. I've been nay 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 on my goals. <laughs> Have I slayed any goal? No. Okay. I've gained about fifteen pounds since January first. I have four chins. I said I wanted to choose my values over convenience. Lesson convenience all day that's what, I, <laughs> that's what i've been doing since january 1st sewing learning something new namaste i've been, I've been learning hindi but that's about it 
I learned one thing when it comes to sewing. So, well, semi-slay on learning Hindi. semi-slay. There we you go. want me to say something to you? <laughs> Listen. <clears throat> be quiet, cat. <laughs> what? May apka piyar karti hoon. Ooh! That means I love you. <laughs> I mean, we're two weeks into the new year. We're two weeks into the new year. I'm partially slaying a whole lot of neighing. <laughs> am I a poet? Am I a rapper? Am I an artist? Oh my God. Let me swirl my wine. Slay. <laughs> Dab. How about you, Kat? Slay um, or nay? So, my goals. A uh, whole lot of nay, nay, nay. Are so. you a horse? <laughs> <laughs> I I, I Wish y'all could see our face because I just gave her a stank ass face. Um, anyway, <laughs> like, mm, why you shading me? You bougie girl. Why you <laughs> shading me? We're supposed to support each other as women. Mm-mm, I'm competitive. <laughs> um, so, uh, newsflash, I still have depression. Um... I went to my psychiatrist. She's upping my meds. But look, slay for admitting it. Oh, just threw that at you. Well, I had already admitted my goal was to kind of fix it. Look, jingle bells, slays all days. Okay. (laughs) Slay all day. Uh, So I'm still talking with my therapist. I'm upping my meds. And we're going to see the next update. Yo, I could be better, y'all. Um. Yeah, so it's a slay in progress. Slay in progress. I'm riding with you. You get that? A play on slay, get that? (laughs) That was so corny, dude. I'm trying to work on puns, but I don't think I know what that means. I don't think I know what a pun is. (laughs) Uh, My second goal, fall in love with fitness. Uh, I've been like actually, I've been actually semi-slaying that. I am, oh, yeah, I'm highly competitive and my friend has me in a work week hustle challenge for oh, Fitbit. Oh my God, my Fitbit, I forgot. And <laughs> look at you, you, you missed all your steps. Um, so I'm highly competitive and I have to win. Uh, and there's like seven people in it. I if I'm, if I'm not in the top three, I'm not living my life. So last mm. week I won. But I had to exercise a lot to win, and I had to walk everywhere to win, and I basically just froze my ass off outside because oh I was like, God. I gotta get all these steps, all these steps about to be mine. I'm about to oh get all of them. That's why I you win. look immaculate today. <laughs> and my skin is glowing because I've been exercising. <laughs> I basically was ice skating all over Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I've been like getting back into the workout classes that I used to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Last year, I really dedicated myself to weightlifting, and I did, and I got pretty strong. But I hate weightlifting, and so oh, you're my Michelle Obama. <laughs> God, listen to this woman. So I am starting to fall in love with fitness and it's kind of helping to, you know, entice my competitive spirit with like uh, work week hustle. So, you know, add me on Fitbit if you guys have Fitbit because I will destroy you because it is my mission. Oh, add us on Fitbit. Yeah, add us both on Fitbit. Um, so semi slay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. And then um, my career is in the exact same place. So nay. 
Aww. Uh, nay, nay, I got all year. <laughs> it's it's only two weeks since the new year. You know what I mean? Yes. Slay your yes. nay was just a matter of being like, get your butt into gear. Right. <laughs> and we will update you guys in a couple of months. Listen, before. when we get our next pictures for Unlearn, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a 12 pack. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have a 12 pack. I'm going to be fluent in Hindi. And I'm going to have a metal container because I'm going to be zero waste. Okay? She will be composting, y'all. I'm going to be composting. <laughs> oh, actually, slay, 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 slay. I looked up a Verma composting class that I'm going to take in April. Ooh, nice. All right. Slay on the way. Listen, oh, yeah. Black environmentalism. Yes. <laughs> That's on my new EP called Black Environmentalism. <laughs> Can't wait for that to drop. Uh, great. So we're that's going to wrap up today's show. Um, you guys can hit us up on Twitter at unlearned underscore shy you can like us on facebook at unlearned you can email us at unlearned podcast at gmail.com you can go to our website at unlearnedpodcast.com um special thanks to james he green for our music and our for our music and graphics um you know update us on your nye goals your well your nye goals update us on your new year's goals let me know if you're slang or nang. We know it's only been two <laughs> weeks, but we need you know. Let us know. Yeah, we wanna we wanna. This is a community. We wanna support you. Um, yeah. So if you haven't yet, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and we'll see you guys in a couple. If you of haven't, weeks. be our friends. If you <laughs> be our friends in real life, we are taking new applications. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>